0: I'm a really light person. I just really enjoy dark stories.
1: <laughs> Welcome to Push In, the Cinevic podcast. I'm your host Joyce Klein coming to you from the unceded territory of the lekwungen speaking peoples, otherwise known as Beautiful Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. Today Push In is reaching all the way across the Pacific to chat with Australian bardie filmmaker and actor Chantelle Murray. Her beautiful film, My Name is Muju, deals with an important subject that's sadly all too familiar to Canadians, the residential school system that forcibly separated Indigenous children from their families under the pretext of educating them. Scene one. Welcome, Chantel. Thank you for joining us from New Zealand. Thank you so much for having me. I have to start by saying congratulations on your impressive directorial debut. My name is Muju, won at the Biraranga Film Festival, was Best Short in the Rotorua Indigenous Film Festival, and was one of seven films included in the prestigious Academy Award for Best Australian Short Film. That's not a bad debut. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty stoked. Muju has been really well-received, but as a first-time filmmaker-director, was there any particular moment when you had a dark night of the soul doubt? That's a really interesting question. I'd have to say
0: no just because this story I feel so strongly about it is my great-grandmother and my grandmother's story and I just I knew I needed to see it on the screen. I write and I direct what I really want to see and how I want our women portrayed. So I didn't feel dark or imposter or anything like that. I I felt like it was time, and I'm very grateful that I had the permission to tell the story of my people.
1: And how did you get that permission? What was that process like?
0: Um, so I just looked in the mirror. <laughs> 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 um, because my dumb aunt- question. <laughs> no, not at all. Like you know, my ancestors walk with me, and it's if I feel like it's right, then I know it is. Of course, I asked my mum. But my mum said the same thing, look in the mirror, if you know it's right, it's right. If you're doing good for your people, then you're not doing wrong. So that's what I feel. I'm giving a platform and a voice to the next generation, which is what we're meant to do as Indigenous people. Not all, I'm just saying what my particular mob we like to do. And I'm a really light person. I just really enjoy dark stories. (laughs)
1: Criticisms are often leveled at filmmakers in that their portrayals of sexual assault, especially against minority women, often have a titillating edge. What really impressed me in your film was how sensitively and creatively you showed Muju's sexual assault
0: it's cathartic for me to portray the truth of the strength and resilience of the women of what they went through rather than the victimising of them because they're not victims. They were a part of a piece of trauma that victimised them but they're not victims. All the women around me are like super strong, resilient, can get back up, are workhorses, are educated, artistic, creative and like I was so sick of just seeing a victim on the screen and I really wanted to show
1: what I knew. Because I felt that in your film, the emphasis was on the victim, the rapist was barely present,
0: yeah, it's not about the satisfaction. it's like you're a horrible person, but it's not going to stop this woman for what she truly wants is it, and that's her human connection, and that's her father, her family, she wants to be with her daughter, and that's the emphasis the other stuff did happen, and it is you know, part of the reason why a lot of the kids did turn out light-skinned because they were raped from non-Indigenous people and then those kids were then stolen and put into these orphanages. I didn't want to give the perpetrator the voice. It's all about uh, the resilience of our people.
1: Do you think that coming from an Indigenous perspective affected the tone of the film? When you come from any
0: cultural perspective, when you grow up with culture... You know, culture is not something that you can just go to eat Italian one night and then you're Italian. It's something we live and breathe with every single day since the day we're born. And we're faced with the facts every single day on news across the globe, what we're feeling, the cultural impacts towards Indigenous people. So it's something that we feel as a heartbeat and a vibration that a lot of people don't actually understand we honestly genuinely feel the ripple effect across the globe whenever an indigenous people across the globe anywhere is suffering from anything we feel it so you know our culture I, it it does influence our filmmaking and i think that's the reason why it's so interesting these days is we're being afforded a platform to have our voices heard and that's the reason why there's so much beautiful interesting filmmaking coming out because of women are rising and diversity is rising which is brilliant we're not there
1: yet but i'm so excited to be a part of the change scene two so what is your awareness of canada's history of residential schools
0: I think we are all finally starting to wake up towards each other, which is really great and have yarns with each other and and actually see we're more similar than we realize. We've all gone through very similar things and weird thing is we all look pretty similar as well. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, like just to show how horrendous our laws were in Australia, like my mother wasn't a human being until she was eight years old. Before that, she was flora and fauna. So you could rape and murder her. It doesn't matter. She's a plant or an animal.
1: Wow. She
0: wasn't a human being. This isn't just when people say get over it. It's like, well, I'm only one generation away from it. It's not get over it. I live and breathe it because it happened to my mom. It happened to my grandmother. It happened. You know, it could have happened to me. Luckily, we had the smarts enough to run away and hide and educate ourselves in order to protect ourselves. And I think, you know, what happened in Canada, what's happened in North America, it's happened everywhere and I feel the change and I, and I feel the cultural awakening and, I, and you know, it's, it's beautiful that we li- we're starting to live in a time where we're able to speak our language, we're able to celebrate our culture and it's not taboo anymore and it's not, you know, seen as something horrendous. I mean, here in New Zealand, they weren't even allowed to speak their language. They weren't even allowed to speak it in school. And if they did, they got beaten, things like that. And it's like, now we're finally, the awakening is starting to happen again. We're allowed to speak our language. We're allowed to practice on our lands. We're allowed to bring back our culture. You see the rise on TikTok. You see all these Indigenous dances everywhere. And it just makes all of us proud because we can feel it. How well supported are
1: you in your country?
0: Oh, gosh, we, we have so much support and i mean never enough but so much which i you know i'm i'm so grateful to be a party of i mean i've I've been mentored by so many great people. I've been an attachment with Baz Luhrmann, Philip Noyce, um, Taika Waititi. So I've been able to sit next to these brilliant directors and learn directly from them. And because we are the next generation, and I asked um, Philip Noyce, I said, why are you doing this for me? Because he was the first opportunity. Um, Screen Queensland really helped me out with that too. I was like, why are you doing this? And he said, "Chantel, I'm the blacksmith and you're the apprentice, you're the next generation. And we have to hand it on. And I was just like, that's just amazing. You know, people feel like it's this exclusive club and it's really not. And it's if you have the drive, if you have the talent, if you have all of the, the right mix and you have a great story to tell,
1: people will rally around you, I feel. Scene three. So any new projects that you're working on?
0: Oh, <laughs> we're going on the $1 coin. So I'm, I'm going to be officially a queen. Um, Yeah, I've got a short animation called Jolly coming out, um, and it's about a little girl who dreams of flying one day, and she ends up flying to space, and I think we're going up with one of Elon Musk's rockets to launch Jolly from space, from the space station with a female astronaut, and we're doing it for a laugh, but Jolly truly is one of my favourite films that I've ever made, and then we're doing her feature to follow up, so, and then I've got another feature coming up, it just hasn't been written out yet, so... I'm not
1: up to much. I'm just totally busy.
0: (laughs) Tail sleep.
1: Thank you so much, Chantel, for sharing your insights with us and for your really beautiful and inspiring film. Thank you guys so
0: much for having me. I appreciate it.
1: Oh, it was our pleasure. And that's a wrap. Join me, your host, Joyce Klein, for the next episode of Push In, the Cinevic Podcast.